Welcome to Laundry Talks. I'm your host, Eric Smith. Welcome. Today's topic is part two of how things used to be in textile rental, in the office and on the route. Uh, as I mentioned in part one, we've been doing a lot of spring cleaning at Alliant recently. And some of the things that I found in the back of our closets were lots of multi-part forms, lots of dot matrix printers and related printer cables. And it got me thinking about how things used to be for most textile rental operators. Many of our customers have been in business for two, three, and even four generations. During most of that time, invoicing was a very manual task. Even the most advanced operators were still printing their invoices on multi-part forms, which really drove everything in the business. Once those forms were, were used and then filed, they had to be retrieved from a big wall of filing cabinets that almost every textile rental facility had somewhere in their offices. Today's podcast is going to be a trip down memory lane. Talk a little bit about some of the pains that textile rental operators had to go through in the past, and then talk about how some of those pains have been solved through technology training and best practices. Welcome my guest for part two. I'm proud to call her a good friend, someone I've known for now at least 20 years, known her through most of her professional life, and she is now the president of Hughes Customat, which is a locally owned company in the St. Louis area. Welcome, Becky Hughes. This is the podcast for the textile rental operator community to learn new things, share ideas, and drive conversations. Welcome to Laundry Talks with your host, Eric Smith. This episode is brought to you by Alliance Systems. First of all, thanks for having me. You and I, yes, we do go way back, <laughs> more than 20 years. And as we discussed earlier, our companies go back even further. That's true. I remember that um, for the people that don't know, I um, attended uh, e uh, the TRSA uh, EMI Executive Management Institute program. We were in the same class together. It was a joy to get to know you and learn. Uh, I knew, knew about your company as uh, we had already worked together, but didn't know you very well and uh, just enjoyed working with you. And uh, it's always a pleasure to see you. So thank you for taking time today. to. to... Oh, thank, thank you for having me. Uh, when you first met me, I was two years in and primarily just working with customers. So I didn't I didn't have a whole lot of overall knowledge yet. And before we talk a little bit about uh, what you're doing on the route, Let's talk a little bit about, tell me a little bit about Hughes Customat. What, tell me about the company, what market you serve, what your product mix is, what's your specialty? As I think we might have mentioned before, we're a second generation company founded by my father, Gene Hughes. In 1974, we are really excited to be celebrating our 50th anniversary next year in 2024. Congratulations. Yes, we're, we're pretty proud of that, really excited about it. Um, we are a mat service company and in industry speak, we are what is known as a mat only operator and mat only meaning we don't launder uniforms, we don't launder hospitality or medical linen. We are a mat service company. However, we do offer towels, microfiber towels, shop towels wet mops, dust mops, air freshener service, restroom paper, restroom soap, and we we also have a few other items as well. A quick question if uh, if you don't mind. I'm 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 always very curious to see the the industry has kind of stepped into the facility services area. 
um, more and more over the recent years. And do you mind sharing kind of kind of what your experience is on the on the facility services side, and maybe what type of what percentage of the of your business does that that market represent? It's it's a very small portion. We have some very strong direct sale paper companies in the St. Louis area that they're already serving a lot of our customer base that we would normally market the paper to. So it's not a ton, but it is, I mean, it's significant. It's more of a convenience to the customer than anything else. However, we do a lot of air freshener service business, especially in hospitals, large office buildings. We have a major financial institution that's headquartered here and they receive air fresheners in every single restroom in every single one of their buildings. Wow. So what's the biggest install? How many, uh, just for people that, a lot of people know, understand that business, but for people that don't, you're you're renting a dispenser device and then providing the refill refills for them to, and and do they, do they uh, manage the refills themselves or do you actually place them in there? No, we actually replace the cartridge. We do everything. They should never have to think about it. Gotcha. Okay. And so did I was going to, I think I was going to ask, so what's the largest number of refreshers at a single location that you've got? I, I don't know the largest, but I do know that we have some buildings that have well over a hundred. I didn't even have this uh, as something to talk about, but now that you brought it up, um, one question I have is how, how does, how does a route service rep remember all the locations in the facility to go to? Well, our Alliance software does that. <laughs> okay. Well, because I know, and some people do that on large mat, uh, you know, customers that have 50 or 70 mats at a single location. There are some new, some new tools that allow them to see where each item is placed as they make their rounds. So I didn't know if you were using that, but I'm even happier now to find out that you're already utilizing that. So that's yeah, great. We, we've been utilizing that for a long time. The route reps know exactly where everything goes and they pop up on the ticket when they're supposed to. So they know when they're going to be delivering them. It's, we have a very streamlined process for that. And so in some cases you might have a customer that you go to every week, but the fresh, their freshener refills may occur every two weeks or four weeks or something on a different cycle. Okay. Um, Another question I've got, again, doesn't really have to do with, the full topic at hand, but are you are you invoicing for those air fresheners only as you deliver them, or are you billing a small piece of that every week? Well, we do it in a few different ways. We figure out the cost pretty much on a per week basis, but most of our customers are on what we call our monthly billing system, and that means that the customer receives just one invoice per month following the first delivery of each calendar month. And that allows the customer to pay the same amount each month throughout the year. It may change seasonally, but they know what their invoice is going to be. And on during the months where they would have an extra delivery, which occurs two times a year, then they're not paying for an additional service that month, making their costs higher for, you know, two random months through the year. So the way that works is we figure out how much it is per delivery times how many times we are there per year, which we can do that for air fresheners, 
based on a week. And I would say probably 65 to 70% of our customers do use the monthly billing system. Okay. So well, let's, let's shift over. Let's talk what we're kind of talking about invoicing. Um, let's shift and talk a little bit about uh, your use of the mobile app, because I remember uh, when you installed that and uh, we worked for a while to, to make that happen uh, together. Um, what was, can you kind of maybe just describe what, what you were doing before you put handhelds uh, on the route and what your processes were like prior to that? Well, we had the standard old-fashioned, as you guys discussed in episode one, the dot matrix printers, the multi-part forms. In fact, I have a page two right here of the multi-part form from 1997. How many, how many parts? Was that a two-part form? That was a two-part form. Okay. And we printed about 39,000 invoices per year. Many of those many of those invoices were multi-page. So I have no idea how many pages we actually printed on forms throughout a year. But there was the dot matrix printer. There, you know, it would take our office a good part of the morning to settle the routes the next day. And settling a route would mean, you know, making any changes, letting, you know, letting the bill go through. The customer already had a copy of the invoice, but the adjustments needed to be made in the system. And that all had to be done manually. Let me ask you a question. Um, first of all, 39,000 invoice forms, it sounds like a large number. It is a large number, but that's actually even not that big of a number for some of our other clients using it. I mean, those invoice forms, they they add up. And I don't know uh, if you even know how much you were spending on those forms. Uh, I can tell you that seven to eight cents was not an uncommon number per form. And, that uh, sounds about right. Yeah. So a lot of money in those forms and the, those forms then took on their own life because they, I assume they, they came back into the office and they live somewhere. Yes, in fact, we st we still have some that we're still hanging on to from right before we switched over. Those will probably will be saying goodbye too soon. One of, one of the other questions I had was you were talking about having to make some post delivery adjustments on the form or carry those adjustments into the into the uh, computer system. So before you went to handhelds, uh, were your route service reps they were making some adjustments on the route. Well, what they would do is they would deliver to the customer. If a customer wanted to take something off or requested something new, they would make a note and they knew okay. what codes to use. They knew what to write, but they weren't making any changes. Okay. You know, that wouldn't happen until the next day in the office. So, yeah, this is kind of interesting because when uh, what, what I always noticed was there was two two type operators and they, they were both were good systems, but in one situation, like you're describing, the um, in one situation you're describing, the route reps were really not making adjustments in the field. What you would do was you were just basically moving the invoice adjustment process back into the office, and the, all those adjustments were still occurring just after the fact through a series of specials or credit memos. It was versus... more labor. It was more labor intensive. Yeah, and then other people allowed those adjustments to occur on the on the route, 
and then they would, but they would just have to be checked in the office. And sometimes those adjustments weren't done correctly. And so it was just a lot of time either spent by the office to make those adjustments or to reconcile those adjustments. And so, yeah, that time, so, so that, the, what, what then happened when you transitioned to the handheld devices? Well, before the handheld devices, and one thing I, maybe we didn't make clear earlier was that when routes were settled, they had to go page by page. So every single stop, the office had to look at every single one and go page by page, whether there were changes to it or not. So that, you know, that was something to add, but um, the handhelds have been just, it's, it just changed everything. It changed everything very quickly. And for as long as it took for us to finally pull the trigger on that, you know, the, had we known how great things would be, we would have done it sooner. And that was over eight years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we did that beginning of 2015 was when when we switched over but the the biggest change was the the guys instead of having a clunky clipboard to carry everywhere they had an android device you know it's a samsung phone is that actually what it is it's a big phone but it's a phone and all their invoices are on that phone their customers sign on that phone we provide them with styluses and the marketing pens that we have we buy them with styluses on them so they're never without a stylus if they don't want fingers touching their screen but the the thing is is they can make changes on their handheld now we don't transmit directly from the route when a change is made those actually do come back to our office and they are downloaded the next day and they are given the once over by our service manager before any permanent changes are made right so anything that might impact a future invoice a request for an increase or something like that get goes through an approval process that's correct um, and uh, so, so just quickly, uh, as far as if we talk about maybe what what some of the net net benefits or pains that kind of got uh, resolved in the in the plant or in the office, um, you know, what has the impact been just from the the uh, elimination of some of that manual work? Well, the you know several things and. One thing along with, you know, not having as much paper, not having to deal with the dot matrix printer, we also sent out 700 to 1,000 statements every month. And that was yet another form and postage. And so you've moved into, in addition to emailing, uh, you know, the electronically signed invoices, you're also now doing the same thing with the statement. Yes, we send out by mail less than 20 every month. And we have about 2,000 customers that we service on a regular or intermittent basis. So about, we between direct sales and everything, we probably have about 2,000 customers every single month. Yeah. And I'm no, I have to tell you that I'm no mathematician, but I, can, I know what 2,000 uh, pieces being mailed with a 50 some odd cent stamp that adds up to. Um, and that's uh, almost as significant as some of the other paper savings. Uh, that associated with using handhelds. What about, have you noticed, um, what do your customers think of it? Do they, they, they prefer not having manual invoices? Well, the customers love it. And this is something I was going to say earlier. When we had the paper invoices, they would get left behind with the customer. 
our route service rep would hand that to the customer, it would be signed. Well, it would go in the receptionist basket or whoever was signing the ticket. And then it may take a few days, a few weeks, who knows how long to actually get to the point where their people would process and submit for payment. And, you know, it would take a lot longer for us to receive payment. Well, now we can email to anybody in the organization, anybody that wants one. So a lot of times we have one going to our direct contact, but we also have one being emailed directly to their payables department, which saves a lot of days and it has really decreased our time in getting paid by our customers. Yeah, that's something that's actually quite common. You know, today, certainly in in today's world, it's almost the person signing for the delivery of your at the point of delivery is almost rarely the person that's going to be the one to actually release the payment back to you. And so that ability to not, not just deliver the the uh, invoice electronically, but to the right person or persons um, has been just a huge, a huge change for, for you, for operators in the industry. I have something else to add to that as well. We do a lot of business with commercial real estate, a lot of property managers, office buildings. Often our customer isn't even on site. There is no one in that building permanently. So we don't have anybody available to sign the ticket. So therefore, how do they know we were actually there? Well, each delivery ticket has a time and date stamp on it. And if there's ever a question as to if our route service people were in the building or had serviced the mats, we can always look in our system to see what time they were there. And they, if there's nobody there, they generally sign the tickets themselves. So right. we know that's the route person's signature, but when were they there? Well, we've got a date stamp. And then we also have GPS to back that up if needed. Right. And that's a nice, um, you know, that's, that's also not an uncommon scenario with those types of customers. Sometimes you have customers, you do a drop off at 4am and no one's there. And so some people uh, will use a combination where they'll have the customer initially sign, um, you know, some form that's, hey, it's okay. I authorize you to drop this off without me physically signing for it, but then allow you to have the route service rep to sign so you can capture that information and get them that 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 data on their invoice in real time. So that's wonderful. Yeah, and you asked what the customer reception is. They absolutely love it. One, because they don't have a lot of paper to deal with. And we worked a trade show a few weeks ago and we had multiple comments on how much easier our invoices are to read than some of our competitors. Um, that's, uh, that's one of the benefits to using an industry-specific software program. I saw, and I saw that on, uh, on LinkedIn when you had your Earth Day uh series of posts and one of those was uh, paper savings and moving to electronic invoices. So that certainly made me smile when I saw that and appreciate that. Um, I'm wondering, you because so you've been, you said you've been on on using the mobile app for eight years now, is that correct? Yes. Yeah, time, time goes quickly. What would you, I'm curious, what would you tell people? There's people still out there using manual paper invoices. You know, what, what would you say to them as far as, you know, Uh, if they're still considering making that switch? Well, 
first of all, it is not as difficult as you might think, and it's not as costly as you might think, especially because the handhelds are on our company cell phone plan. Just oh, gotcha. to give you an idea, when we first started with the handhelds, our cell phone bill each month from one of the major carriers, we had, I think, a total of 14 lines, which it might have been more than that, but that included all of our routes, it included cell phones, it included some iPads and some other tablets. It might have been more than 14, but we our bill every month was about $1,200 for, you know, all of that, or and then whatever we had to pay up front for the actual devices. Well, now things work a little bit differently and the upgrades work differently, but our monthly bill now is about 500, 500 to 540 every month. And we oh, have more great. lines. So in, in eight years, our cost for the cell phone service has been cut in half. And I believe we have more lines now than we've ever had. That's That's fabulous. And so um, and and what what is the uh, one question that I had for you was some some operators are have gone completely paperless and occasionally you have customers that say I'd still like you to bring me a, a printed copy of my invoice. I'm curious what what percentage of customers still ask you to deliver kind of a a, a paper delivery ticket and do you do you honor that or do you do it? We honor it. We do it if that's what they want. Our our service reps you know, can carry a copy with them. They know who need, they know who gets a paper copy. If they want one, they can have one. If they want their statement mailed, we will still mail their statement. But as I said earlier, we mail out less than 20 statements a month. And I would imagine that probably 20 customers or less actually ask for a paper invoice. So it's a very, it's a small, it's number. a very, very small amount. And we are a small company. We're a small family business. And as I said, you know, we're not like one of the larger uniform or linen operators, even some of our local competitors who are all very friendly with, they're a lot larger than we are. And that's mainly because we are, are a mat only operation. One of the things that we have done, um, there's just so many, you know, numbers that, that back this up, but we we did create a, uh, a a return on investment spreadsheet that um, that that operators can plug in their own numbers, how much they pay for an invoice form, how much they're paying hourly for route and service and office personnel, and just add a few variables, and it'll automatically create a, a payback analysis on the fly for them. And anyone that wants to uh, certainly welcome to go run those numbers and get their own uh, kind of downloadable version of that. Yeah, so I was, well, one of the things is that I wanted to ask you, Becky, is uh, what do you see as some of your key challenges as, you know, as a president of your company, what keeps you up at night? Well, the same thing I think that keeps any business owner or any person up at night right now, and that's inflation. That is a real, it's a really big issue because as we all know, the cost of everything has increased exponentially, especially in the last two years. That's affecting us everywhere from our cost of goods to cost of new equipment, cost of equipment repair, cost of equipment parts. We need some new trucks. A new truck is twice what it was 10 years ago. 
the ga gasoline prices are big. The increase in wages. Now, granted, you know, we definitely want to pay our loyal employees more. However, some some jobs that we have here, the wage the wage that we have to pay has gone up more than 30 percent just in the last two years. So inflation is a big thing. Healthcare costs are another big thing. We're facing probably another 10% increase. And we do pay for most of our employees' healthcare. They pay very, very little. I do have a couple final questions for you that are non-handheld and non-textile rental related. So tell me, I've, I've certainly uh, over the past few years, I've, I've watched a lot of good shows. Tell me, tell me a good show that I need to binge right now. I'm generally late to the party when it comes to binge watching shows. I actually just started Yellowstone, which most people have watched all of. I did just finish the final season of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which I think is fantastic. Pax is really good as well. So if I needed to, if I was really going to get you to narrow it down to one of those three, which is the next one I should watch? Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, if you like that, if you like that type of humor, humor, period humor, it's, I just thought it was wonderfully done. Yeah. Well, okay. That's, that's awesome. Hey guys, thanks for joining us for today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. We've got a great resource uh, that you can fill out. If you're interested in learning how to streamline your routes, we've put together a ROI calculator that just takes a few pieces of information about your operation and will run the numbers and tell you how much money and time you can save every day. Click the link below if you want to go to that webpage. If you're listening, you can go to the alliancesystems.com website, click on resources, then click on Laundry Talks podcast, and you'll find a blog recap of every podcast and a link to that calculator. Thanks.